You're listening to The Signal Cafe, and this is part three with Henry Latham. In this episode, we're talking about the mindset that's required to turn agile theory into practice, what Henry calls the three pillars of decision-making. What is the focus, right? What, what, how does this need to be prioritized? And that's yeah. so important. Yeah, this, sorry, two things. Uh, um, yeah, the first thing that I... So what the book is specifically for sort of early-stage startup founders, as you said, where you're really sort of... Everyone is involved a bit in everything. Um, but also, I actually fundamentally disagree with the idea that you you have a team where you so firstly in an early stage startup you're just not going to have a product owner like that that is a sort of trained role because right. you know it's four people it's it's not just simply not going to happen so you get to eight people or so so first it's unrealistic second of all so it does not make sense to me that so there's the thing that's fundamental to everyone the whole business is how are we doing the highest impact work possible. Now, no one person can know that, um, particularly if they're non-technical. They're just not going to come up with those, you know, those brilliant ideas. And they shouldn't be responsible for it because, as I said, then everyone else just switches off and, and you know, bases uh, judges their week on story points. So for me, it really doesn't make sense to have, you know, yes, you should have a sort of, you know, the product manager in terms of, sort of grooming and streamlining, but everyone needs to have an equal stake in that. So, you know, as we are, defining the task everyone needs to say like do we all believe that this is going to be really high impact right um, so as i said i don't so as I said, my, you know the book is targeted at small teams where you don't have a product owner but, but actually i believe that everyone should really deeply think about these things now whether you can execute that as i said depends on the second point i'll come to now of, of you know the mindset like people need a a foundation that is very different to how they approach work now to actually execute put the theory into practice. So for me, that comes down to three core sort of pillars of decision-making as I've sort of observed in myself and other people over the last six, seven years, which is um, firstly, we need to be mindful so that we are able to um, you know, detach ourselves from ideas, look really objectively. For example, you know, as, a, you know, as a designer before, really easy to be like, yeah, this is so beautiful. I'm really proud of this design. But unless it's solving a very specific user problem, then it's a complete waste of time. Yeah, it yep. literally is a complete waste of time. These are pixels that will go in the bin in a, in a week. So unless you're able to detach yourself from these ideas and as a team, say, for example, you know, you spent two weeks working really hard on this new feature you launch, but if it doesn't deliver value, you need to, be, you need to pull that out immediately. It's also okay. We're going to strip it out, rebuild something similar, see whether it you know gets us to where we expected, or we need to take it out and we pivot, right? And we we move away from that strategy. So you need to be mindful to have the objectivity. You need to be robust. Secondly, so that you can deal with the failure and the difficulties. As I said, of constantly thinking, um, you know, what makes sense to work on, and when something fails, be absolutely fine with that. You know, to to run five five to ten experiments all of them fail it's fine these are all good learnings but if you're not robust you will you know crumble mentally and you will just default to getting more stuff done because it's again it doesn't have the mental the psychological toll let's say and then finally is a point that sorry last point on your that, that you, you you know you mentioned for yourself jack is you need to focus on the essential right because there's so many things you can do as a startup kind of particularly there are i mean literally it's infinite However, yep. to be really effective, you not only need to cut out most things, 
you need to be really ruthlessly focused on, you know, what, even if we cut out, say we have 10 ideas, we cut out five, you said a low impact, you still have the five that all sort of make sense. You know, you could work on five features and there's a good argument for all of them, but you still need to be very, very focused on reaching the conclusion with the knowledge you currently have, what is that one thing we can really have a huge amount of impact from? Yep. Um, you know, even thinking about that is is difficult, right? Again, so you're, you're really sort of, you're completely changing your approach to work. Um, and I think the difficulty really is how do you translate that from, you know, the sort of six, seven years from, for me, for example, lear- you learning this through the hardware, seeing it every day, seeing the consequences of not being mindful, not being robust and not focusing on the essential. How do you pass that on to other people? I think it's a very difficult process. And in the book, I outline sort of the logic behind why these principles are important and how to actually cultivate the traits of being mindful, being robust and focusing on the essential. Uh, but it is very difficult. You know, it's, it's always difficult and it always will be because product is difficult work. Yeah, I love what you said about it's OK to fail. It's OK to fail eight times. But it can be frustrating and it can hurt morale and I think one of the key kind of strategies to combat that is to go into every feature deployment every feature launch every decision as an experiment if it's seen as an experiment from the start and not as the next big milestone then that feedback is gold whether it's a success or not but going in with the like just be clear about your assumptions and be clear about the success metrics and and then how it goes right and it should be exciting then what the results are either way um obviously like a ton of success is more exciting than a ton of failure but um but that's sort of a mindset i think can combat the frustration um another thing i know that you've talked about is or i'm sorry go ahead no no no, i was going to reinforce the point i think so yeah two things interest firstly actually is we don't want to fail but it's it's necessary like ideally obviously want to succeed and there's a slight sort of celebration of failure but as i said it is necessary it's a necessary part of the process and you actually hit on such an important point that i you know i do sort of like one-on-ones with with uh, other startup founders at times to sort of help them with their product development and one simple technique i offer them that i think is a sort of you know one small thing that actually knocks down a lot of other dominoes is simply changing the phrasing of your work from a task to an experiment. You're completely right, it then takes away that, it's not about what we're adding, it's really about the question we're answering. Sorry, the question we are asking and what the answer is. And whether the answer is right or wrong is not actually important, as long as we're focusing on, on that we're getting the learning, right? So the learning is the deliverable. Um, so yeah, a simple trick for anyone listening is, is to rephrase your, your tasks as experiments. Use that vocab in your team, it catches on really quick. Describe. We we just talked about quite, you know basically what assumptions we're trying to answer. Now all that takes is changing the the title of a task. So for example, describe. We recently added writing prompts, so I could have called that task writing prompt. Instead, it's an experiment. So, you know we assume that writing prompts will increase paying users by ten percent. Let's say. Um, so that is one thing you can do. And the second thing is simply adding in your um, you know. Whatever you use, they're all the same, really. They're all some sort of to-do list. Say it's Trello. You simply add a column after done called invalidation. Right? This is sort of lead startup approach. 
where, where again, the, the, the emphasis is not on just delivering the code, you know, that feature. It's on waiting until you get the learning. And you cannot archive that task until you've derived a learning that has said, you know, did this answer our hypothesis? Did writing prompts get subscribers up 10% or not? In this right. case, it didn't. So we're thinking now pivoting. Um, and that's, so that's it. Yeah, really simple. Just pull task experiments, add an invalidation column. I love that. I think that's gold. So your tasks should be written as experiments. It should be clear that it's an assumption, not truth. Um, have it success criteria and, and be clear about that. And then build in a process of validation. So I'm sure a lot of people, myself included, have done as the far right column uh, without a yeah. test. Validate. Make sure that I, that's correct. I yeah. Yeah, and it's um, I chapter the section three of the book actually outlines all of this plus has templates to sort of start this practice. But again, it's something that like it it it's a tricky one because as I said, it's like theoretically everyone goes like that makes so much sense, but in practice it's difficult because you need to be calm and rational and strategic. And when you are busy and stressed. You know, as soon as you get that thing done, you that's when you breathe a sigh of relief, like go have a beer on a Friday because, you you know, you've had a difficult week. Um, and it's just that little bit extra that makes a huge, huge impact. It's the most essential thing you could do that just feels, you know, just feels a little bit too far. Um, I think that's the difficulty of it is, is, as I said, just really taking perspective and just realizing that very little of what you do matters very little of what you do matters therefore you need to help yourself progress and learn to f discover you know what is that feature that is really going to have a huge impact on our, on our users you've been listening to part three of our interview with henry latham and in part four we're going to wrap up our discussion and focus on the beliefs and mindset that underpin the decision making around impact for both you and your team you can check out the detailed show notes at signal.cafe forward slash six. And if you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review on iTunes.